What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. My name is Sawyer Trapp, and I'm our associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. And I always want to invite you, if you've never subscribed to this podcast, to go ahead and click that subscribe button. And that way you get our podcasts each and every week. And you're knowing each and every week that you can make an impact on your faith and become closer to God and bring God more into your 10,000 minutes. So thank you so much for joining us and listening every single week. I'm going to turn it over to our awesome lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. We're so glad that you're joining us. I hope that you like this format. I think it's just so great. I love podcasts. I listen to them on the regular, mm-hmm. and they are just so great when I'm out on a run, which I've started doing again. Humble brag. Two days <laughs> in a row, guys. Two days in a row. Hold them accountable. Yes. <laughs> Ask me about it next time you see me so I don't let myself down. There here. you go. Um, but uh, when you're out on a run, when you're on, driving uh, around town, mm-hmm. when you are doing laundry, doing chore, getting your yard ready. There you, you know, go. Planting. Spring is coming. Spring is sprung. Although snow this week, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but the point is podcast is great. So I hope you like it. I hope you subscribe. I hope you share it and like this. You know, if you like it, it helps other people find our podcast. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate anyone who does that. And we also love hearing your questions, comments, all of that stuff. You can email me, mwolf at arisedenver.com or strap at arisedenver.com. We love hearing from you guys. Yes, absolutely. And I did get a question. Awesome. It was after church this last Sunday, but I thought it worked great for what we are all about in this podcast, bringing God into those 10,000 minutes, not just leaving him in the 80 that we're here together (laughs) on a Sunday morning. And my message this last Sunday was on heaven, Mm -hmm. that heaven is life as it was meant to be. And I hope that I expanded your thinking about what heaven is like. Hopefully you went from the place where, yeah, heaven did sound kind of boring, otherworldly. Now it seems a little more real it's something we can look forward to. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that message, I would highly recommend all of Matt's messages, but especially this one. It's, it was very powerful. Um, you can check that out on our main podcast feed. If you just search Arise Church Denver on your favorite podcast app, you'll find it. And I, in that message, I threw in one line, and I was paraphrasing John Calvin. Okay. So John Calvin, I paraphrased him, and, and this was my paraphrase. <laughs> it was basically like, nobody has made very much progress in their faith unless they have thought about heaven, unless they mm-hmm. long for heaven and spend time thinking about it. Yeah. So I did have a guy come up afterwards, Matt Bolt, in our church, who's awesome. Love Matt. He's literally like the same height as Gronkowski. <laughs> Big dude, right? Okay. He's in grad school, but he asked me, he's like, Matt, I'm a, I'm a present thinker, mm-hmm. which is not me. You no, know, Matt Sawyer. Is, <laughs> Matt is, if he's not thinking about tomorrow, he's thinking about like 13 years from now. Yeah, yeah, I am a future thinker like always. I live almost too much in the future. So <laughs> to think about the future is not hard for me. Although mm-hmm. thinking about heaven takes some work, yeah, even definitely. for me. But for someone like Matt, who's like, I'm a concrete guy. I'm a present day. I'm thinking about what's going on right now. It's harder for me to think about heaven. So he was kind of like, well, when you said that thing from John Calvin, he's like, I, I need to get better at this. Mm, like, yeah. what do I do? So I wanted to read the quote 
from John Calvin, and there's actually two of them that kind of to make up this concept. Okay. And then I want to look at some scripture that talks about it, and then let's we're going to talk very practically about how can we, in our 10,000 minutes, think about heaven. Okay, right. so we're going to start with why, and then we're going to talk about how. Mm-hmm. So this is what John Calvin said. So this is in two different sections in his magnum opus called The Institutes of the Christian Religion. Some mm-hmm. people are scared off because they hear Calvinists are crazy and mean. <laughs> this is a great work of theology. Okay, it not, is. Not as it much is. practical for your everyday 10,000, but it should be. It should mm-hmm. be. We talk about theology a lot. Absolutely. Great book, worth your time, every minute of it, even if you're not a Calvinist. But he says in one section, No man has made much progress in the school of Christ who does not look forward with joy to the day of death and final resurrection. Mm-hmm. So we need to look forward with happiness, not yeah. like, oh no, I'm, I'm dreading this, this is going to be terrible. But like the Apostle Paul, who in Philippians chapter 1 says, I desire mm-hmm. to depart from this body. That's right. I'm ready. God take me. Yeah, he's yeah. like... Because he was in prison, he was nearing the end of life, he'd gone through some rough stuff, Mm -hmm. he's like, am I going to die? Maybe. It'll be better by far if I do. And he says, but I think God still has purpose for me here in this life, so whatever it is, he's like, I'm (laughs) fine, I'm cool with it, whether to live or to die, it's for Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's the same concept. But then here in a second place, uh, John Calvin, so this is in a different chapter of his work, he says, he alone has made solid progress in the gospel who has acquired the habit of meditating continually on a blessed resurrection. Hmm. So the person who has made progress in their faith, so I was kind of putting both those quotes together when I paraphrased (laughs) it. Um, It's someone who's acquired the habit of meditating on heaven. We're talking about that blessed resurrection, the the final heaven, the ultimate heaven that we talked about in the message on Mm -hmm. Sunday, the new heavens and the new earth, where it's going to be life as it was meant to be. So if you want to grow in your faith, it actually means we need to think about heaven now. Right. And even more than that, a lot of us think there's a, I think there's a difference between just thinking about something and what Calvin said is meditating on something. Meditating on it. Taking yes. intentional time to really think and reflect and evaluate what that's going to be like. Yes. Um, so one passage that really encapsulates that idea in the scriptures is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. going to read all of it, but in verse 2 it says this. Meanwhile, we groan. We groan is the word. <laughs> Longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Yeah. So right now, it, the, he uses this imagery in this passage about right now we have a, a tent <laughs> of a body. Right. Our body is a tent. It's temporary. Like, you don't live in a tent. At least, we hope you don't live in a tent. Like, we want you to get into a home, right? Yeah. <laughs> no apartment. You want to yeah. have a roof over your head, heating, Something all this stuff. More you permanent. Have, but yeah. right now, our life, our bodies are the tent. When we make it to heaven, we have an eternal dwelling, it says. So we groan, it says. We long for it. And in verse 4, for while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. So groaning, longing is actually part of what we are supposed to do. Mm. And then there's the very famous verse that I'm sure you have heard coming from verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 5, which says, For we live by faith, not by sight. Yeah, We set our eyes, uh, it says elsewhere, on what is unseen, not on what is seen, because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to think about the things that we don't see. We're supposed to think with our mind's eye to see and think about and long and groan for heaven. Do you do that, Sawyer? Not enough. I think it's I think it's really easy 
uh, for me and I'm sure for many of you listening to just get wrapped up in the daily things of life. Maybe unlike Matt, I think I'm more of a present thinker, like Mm -hmm. really focused on, okay, I wake up in the morning and I got to do this. I got to take Lucy to daycare. I got to head to work. I got to do these things and then have a couple things after maybe community group. And then when I, you know, we finally get some time and spend some time with my wife and then it's ready Mm -hmm. for bed. Okay. And it's like, it's just so easy to get wrapped up in the regular ordinary things of everyday life and not be able to take that time to, to really groan, I think like, mm-hmm. or to really like reflect, I think it's really easy for us to just become content with the tent mm-hmm. that we're living in. Yes. Yeah. To make a little bit of a rhyme. And, and I think it's really only in those moments, I think for me, and maybe it's for a lot of you listening that I take time away, whether that's on a vacation or, or going, spending a time in the mountains. And when you just say, just stop for a second and just reflect on how God, how good God is. Yeah. I think one of those like moments that I look back on is like the first time that I went to the Grand Canyon because I think the Grand Canyon is one of those rare things in life that actually like lives up to the hype. Yes. Like it's like people always say, oh, it's amazing. Like it's, it's even better than pictures. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's sure. Whatever. Definitely true. But then you get there and it's like, it's way better than the pictures. (laughs) And so I remember the first time I went, I think it was like in fifth or sixth grade. And I was just like completely struck that God could create this amazing thing. I, I don't know if there are any atheists on the precipice of looking out <laughs> over the Grand Canyon. Honestly, like maybe there's a few, but honestly, it makes people believe in there's got to be something bigger than this, right? It's yeah, amazing. And, and so I think if we could take like that idea and not only like be just amazed at like the amazing place that we get to live in, but know that heaven is even going to be better than that. Yes. More, more grand, more yeah. amazing. Like yeah. the Grand Canyon is going to seem like a... Um, hole in the ground compared to heaven. <laughs> right. And so to really take opportunities to just reflect on how amazing that's going to be, I think would transform our lives. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think it really would transform our lives. So let's talk about that. Yeah. What does it actually change in our lives if we think about heaven? Because still some people are thinking, why the heck would I think about this? Because I'm not there. What does it change for my life now to think about heaven? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say first off, I think it helps us put things in proper perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, the great things of this life are really insignificant compared to heaven. And yes. so I think enjoy the good things of life. Enjoy what God has given us. Enjoy the beauty of creation. Enjoy mm-hmm. the amazing people you have in your life. But on the alternative, when bad things happen, when people let you down, when um, our world is being destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, when wars happen, yes, we want to make the world a better place. We want to continue to grow God's kingdom. Yeah. But as we reflect towards heaven, we have something to look forward to. It helps right. us put the bad things of life, the difficult things, the hard things into a better perspective. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. And this goes into the section right before 2 Corinthians 5, which I quoted earlier. Because mm-hmm. in 2 Corinthians 4, at the very end, verse 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Mm, and yeah. verse 17, oh, I love verse 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Yeah. So we fix our eyes not on what it's seen. That's what, <laughs> what I quoted, right? There you go. But on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So when we have those groanings, longings, life is terrible. These li- are light momentary troubles. Light right. and momentary. I like that phrase. Yeah. So what if we started to approach the difficulties that we're facing, the job loss, the loss of a home, all this stuff surrounding the pandemic Yep. as light momentary troubles. Not that they're insignificant, not right. that God doesn't care about them, 
but that God has something so much bigger and better planned that far outweighs them all. That I think it would help us put things in perspective Absolutely. and handle these things. We wouldn't get as stressed or worked up because we're like, eh. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, absolutely. Not that big of a deal. Even the worst things are not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. How else does thinking about heaven actually impact our lives now? I think it would actually bring us closer to God. Yes. Like if we if we began to think about how amazing it would be to spend the rest of eternity in perfect relationship with God, like just thinking about that as like, like I want to start experiencing that right now. Like, yes. Well, Yes, in in terms of eternity, the rest of my life is pretty insignificant, right? Mm-hmm. But what God is calling us to is that we can start to experience elements of heaven right now. Yeah. That as we go in relationship with God and as we come more like Jesus, we can experience what it's going to be like, not to the fullest extent, right? But glimpses, that foretaste, that amuse-bouche that you talked yeah. about on Sunday, yep. those tastes of what that awesome relationship is going to be like with God in heaven. Right. I, I think that's totally true. You're right. It's going to get us closer to God, grow in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I'll throw out a couple other things that sure. I think it will yeah. change. Uh, I think if if we think about heaven, the more we think about heaven, the more mm-hmm. we're going to want to make this life like heaven. Mm-hmm. So it's going to change how we live personally. Sure. Um, if, if you think your life's temporary, like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. I know... <laughs> If you've ever talked to someone who's older that smoked when they were younger or drank or just lived dangerously and they're like, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have stopped smoking right. decades ago because now I'm having to deal with all the repercussions. But like, so so thinking about the future could have changed our life now. Like I'm going to live actually in a way that is preparing me for heaven. Um, I, I'm going to be a little more content now with my life. Mm-hmm. I thought about this this morning. This is another thing I thought about on my run. <laughs> Because I was starting to think, oh, I wish we had a big yard like that house. Mm, you ever yeah. done that? Okay. And yeah. then I was like, wait a second. God has given me what I need right now. I'm content with it. And I need to be content with it. And maybe I'll have a bigger yard in heaven. Right? <laughs> okay. Like, that'll be that'll be nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, so those things like we can be content now. We can um, live better lives now. Um, we can. And then so that's personally. Mm-hmm. And then I would say also for others that were around. If, if I want... If I'm thinking about heaven, like, wow, that sounds so great. I want other people's lives to be better here and now. Yeah. I want to practically help the person who is suffering and struggling and not just worried about, oh, I wish my yard was bigger, but I wish I had a place to sleep for the night. Right. Um, I wish I had uh, another meal. I wish I had someone who loved me. Like, wow, like we can make someone's life a little bit on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're supposed to pray that. Mm-hmm. Jesus taught us to pray that in the Lord's Prayer. So we're supposed to pray about it and think about it regularly. Um, am I making someone else's life a little more like heaven? Mm, yeah. So I, I think that's good. And, and that also leads kind of the, the last thing that I might say on this, unless you have some other ones. No, I think I know where you're going, though. Is we want people to be in heaven with us. Right. If heaven, yeah. we start to think about yep. heaven and we realize that it's going to be so awesome, mm-hmm. it puts it puts it back on us to say, man, we want other people to experience yeah. how amazing heaven is going to be. Definitely. Yeah. And that's how I... I talked about it in my message on yeah. Sunday. Like mm-hmm. with my grandpa with cancer, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with it or yeah. if he's going to get treatment, what kind of treatment. Um, if he does, how long does he have? Right. Whatever it is, like I want my grandpa to be in heaven. And I know that I'm not the only one. We all want our loved ones. We want mm-hmm. our friends. We want our family. When I see random people on the street, I want them to be in heaven. <laughs> like I, I don't want anyone to miss out on the goodness of that. So right. thinking about heaven 
makes me want to tell people about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want you to be there with me. And if you're hearing this and you don't believe in Jesus Christ, put your faith in him. Reach out to us. We want to encourage you because mm-hmm. heaven is going to be incredible. We want you there. Like, yeah. I, I want, even if I haven't met you, because I know we have some listeners that we yeah, haven't met. absolutely. I want to meet you in this life. That would be awesome. <laughs> Send me an email. We'll set up a time. I'll Zoom you. We'll there talk you on go. the phone. I'd love that. Um, or maybe I won't meet you in this life. But I'm looking forward to seeing you in heaven. Absolutely. Like, man, that's going to be just amazing to, to see people in, in heaven. Um, I, I told the story last year at the very beginning of the pandemic. We had a guy that I never got to meet in person, started coming to our church, accepted Christ, was really growing his faith, mm, and yeah, then yeah. died unexpectedly. Yeah. And I don't even know what this guy looks like. Mm-hmm. I got to talk with him a few times on the phone. I talked with his mom. She let me know that he had passed away. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. Yeah. And I'm just eager to do that. And I want more people in heaven. So that's going to change my 10,000 now. Yeah. And, and we really hope it changes yours. That as you go about your daily life, as you interact with your coworkers, as you interact with your family members, your friends, your neighbors, as, as you start to let heaven impact the way that you live your lives, I don't think any of us can go on living the same. It's going to transform how we live, how we interact with others, our relationship with God, and how we want to make heaven as crowded as we can. That's that's right. Okay, so very practically right now, because this is what Matt asked me, what do I do right now to think about heaven more? Because I'm thinking about right now. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. C.S. Lewis even says, most of us find it very difficult to want heaven at all. One reason for this difficulty is that we have not been trained. Our whole education tends to fix our minds on this world. Mm. So we've been trained to not think about heaven. So how can we even start to think about the next? I think a great way to do that is to, right now, take yeah. out your phone. Or if you're listening, maybe you do this a little bit later. S- go, just Google verses about heaven in the Bible. Sure, yeah. And just start reading and reflecting yep. on them mm-hmm. and evaluating and, and taking some time to really sit with that verse and see what the Bible has to say about heaven. It has awesome things to say. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. The scriptures are where you want to go. The scriptures are always where you mm-hmm. want to go. Because there are some books out there that are wildly popular, that are about <laughs> someone's trip to heaven. Yeah. Okay, I've read one of them, like, fine, it's okay. But most of the guys afterwards are like, I kind of made that up. Like, yeah. they've a lot of the authors have admitted, oh, I had that, or I made it. Or their vision of heaven is totally different than what scriptures say. Go to the scriptures, mm-hmm. and then you'll know you're getting the, the real details, not what somebody imagined, um, Right. you know, because... Whatever. I don't even want to... I don't know. And I'm not going to say they didn't go to heaven. I don't know legitimately, but I do know in the scriptures we are told from God's word what it's going to be like. Absolutely. Um, I recommended the book on Sunday, Randy Alcorn's Heaven is a great place to start. Get that book. Because if you're like, Matt, what do I even think about? I have nothing in my mind about Mm -hmm. what heaven is. I thought it was floating in clouds on diapers. So you blew my mind (laughs) with my message. On diapers or in diapers? In diapers. (laughs) Floating on clouds. Hopefully not on diapers. Yeah. (laughs) Diaper clouds. Diaper clouds. Um, yeah, so read that book. Another great book is Surprised by Hope by mm, N.T. Yeah, Wright. Really good. It's a little more theological, but it's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Those ones are great because they are straight from Scripture. Theologians taking that and saying, hey, let's put together a picture of what heaven it might be like. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'd recommend that. Start there so you can fill your mind with some things. Um, and maybe you could make it part of your daily, weekly routine. I do think it's great when you go to the Grand Canyon, go on a hike somewhere that you can take some time. Like, what is heaven going to be like? Yeah, I think it's a great Um, opportunity. One thing that I recommend, and I briefly mentioned this on Sunday, Mm -hmm. whenever you have a great moment in this life, Mm. use that as your cue 
to think about heaven. Wow, yeah. I can't wait till I can really experience this. Mm. Wow, that's going to be awesome. Because yeah, right definitely. now I'm just getting the amuse bouche. Right? <laughs> just getting a little taste. I can't wait. Taste. Yep. Um, and then when you have terrible moments, mm. think heaven is not going to be like this. I, right. I can't wait for heaven. Like I know a lot of people will say, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they have those moments because they're thinking about, I can't wait till Jesus returns. I can't wait till heaven. So use the good moments to think about heaven. Use the bad moments to think about heaven. And that's going to help you change your life now. The 10,000 will get better as you think about the future. Yeah, that's so good. So good. So go out and do it this week. Take some time when do a good it. thing happens. Think about heaven. Sadly, some bad things are probably going to happen this week too. Yeah. Use those as a moment to think about heaven. Dive into God's word. We'll link those books down in the show notes to make sure that you have access to them as well. And we hope that heaven starts to transform your life that's right, right now. And I, I do want to close with one story. If okay, that's, sure. That's yeah, okay. absolutely. It's Florence Chadwick. She was a woman in 1952 who was going to be the first woman to swim from Catalina Island to the mainland of California. Okay. And I lived on Catalina Island as a kid, so this wow, is fancy. important. I love yeah. it, it's it's uh, it's not super far. I think twenty something miles, something like that. Yeah, um, from the shore. But she was going to be the first woman to ever do this. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> she she was practicing in Catalina Island to the mainland. She was going to go swim the English Channel. Oh, wow. Okay, even she was gonna, longer. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking at my notes, and I'm confusing myself. <laughs> but she was practicing there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and so, so she went to, to, to the English Channel. She had practiced. But when she got in there, it was super foggy weather, mm-hmm. like unexpected, and you can never really plan for those things. And after 15 hours of swimming, um, she wow. finally was just like, I, I can't do it. I can't see what's going on. I don't know where I am. And she begged to be taken out. So the mm-hmm. people that were following her, helping her, um, they, they, you know, they were telling her, no, you're close, you're not. And she, finally she was like, no, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. She ended up stopping just a half mile from the shore mm. when she got pulled out. It was so foggy they didn't even know, but it was just a half mile. And she said, when they interviewed her afterwards, she said, I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. Mm, yeah. And that's true, right? Yeah, if I could, absolutely. You can go that last half mile, even if you're completely depleted, exhausted, and, and, and worried. But... But you couldn't see it. So we need to learn to see heaven. And then it's going to help us get there. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you back next week on this 10,000 podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and then the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.